I'm Melissa White, and this is The Spirit Room. This is a place for seekers that find themselves intrigued with working with the unseen world. I'll bring you insight into my life and work as a medium, interviews with people that I find fascinating, and also provide you with some tools to help you implement a beautiful life in partnership with spirit. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy what spirit has in store for us. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Spirit Room podcast. I'm Melissa White. I'm your host, and I'm here today with a lovely guest. Her name is Cassandra Termel, and she's an artist based out of Whistler. She works primarily with natural pigments and other mixed medias to create abstract works greatly inspired by the natural world. She best expresses stories and emotions with bright and playful colors, often incorporating nature and her intuition into creating each piece. So welcome, Cassandra. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited that you're here too. And I was going to say, I was I was thinking back and I wanted to know how we first met. And I know it's through our mutual friend, Brittany, but I don't remember yes. exactly how. Do you, do you remember? I do. I think it's a little hazy, though. I feel like it all, yeah, you met Brittany and she had a reading with you maybe eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I want to say. And yeah, and then you were picking up on some of my life in her reading. Oh, yeah. I remember actually, that. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't My dad uh, came through. I think get the message to you. That's right. She called me and was like, I just had a reading with this medium named Melissa and your dad came through and we were laughing and thought it was really sweet. And then we also did a group reading, I would say maybe a year or two later at Brittany's mm-hmm. hair salon. Oh, yes. And right. there was a few of us, there's maybe eight of us, and you were leading that for us. Mm-hmm. So I met you briefly there, but we weren't chatting or anything. It was just sort of like, hi, I'm Cassandra. Do-do-do. And then I had always wanted to get a reading with you. So I booked one with you last November and we did that over the phone. And then I joined your your spirit circle group, which is the bi-weekly Wednesday. And I think that's when we really started to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so interesting because when I look back at that, I had just started doing readings when I did mm-hmm. that reading for Brit. And um, it's crazy to think back because she was one of the, if not the very first person that I did a reading for that was someone that I, you know, more like in a professional sense. So it's kind of evolved from there. And totally interesting. So tell me a bit about your journey, because I hear an artist, but you're also an intuitive, also mediumistic. When, when did you kind of realize the artistic ability? And then when did you realize the intuitive abilities? Yeah, so it's a it's a story for sure. So like a lot of people, I would say my intuitive journey sort of started when I was really young. So when I was a kid, I remember I would see spirits in my room. 
One in particular, I would see a lot. He was this man that would just sort of be in my room. And I was quite young, so it was really scary. But I later found out actually through our reading that he is a guide. That made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of where it all started. I was young. And then throughout my early teens into my late teens, we lived in this house that was quite active, I would say. There was a lot of big energy and a lot of activity. So we would see... Uh, a lot of apparitions we would I experienced I would say almost every sense every Claire Mm -hmm. at a young age in this house and and because I was so young and I wasn't really equipped with the tools or the understanding I found it to be a little bit scary yeah so that was happening it was really intense it was a really big part of my life at that time and then I lost my mom. She passed away when I was 16. And then three years later, my dad passed away suddenly when I was nine. So when they both passed, my sister and I had to move out of that house really quickly. Mm -hmm. And so we sort of, we packed away all of our stuff. But I would say I also packed away that part of myself as well. Mm -hmm. Because I was dealing with such immense grief at that time that I didn't really have the capacity to explore that that part of me that was also in tune with spirit that was also intuitive that it was just a lot to deal with I really put that on the back burner for a lot of years and it wasn't until I started to do healing work within myself dealing with grief and that sort of thing maybe in my mid-20s that I started to really open up my heart a little bit more to explore that side of me But also what happened was I never really set out to be an artist. It just Mm -hmm. sort of happened when I started to do that healing work. Yeah, when I started to explore art, that's when my heart was opening a lot more to spirit. And then it just sort of snowballed and suddenly I'm here and it's really a beautiful thing. I totally totally get that because it's the same as how it was for me with my work. I I didn't intend or set out to have this be my vocation, but then yet it was so many synchronicities and all kinds of things that sort of led to it. And now you look back and it's like, I can't imagine it any other way, but it's it's strange to think that we could have this sort of a surprise waiting for us our whole lives. It's cool with the artistic expression and the connection with spirit. I feel like they go hand in hand, you know, so, so many artists, writers, singers, performers, like creative expression people, they're so not only sensitive, but they're so connected to spirit and they're so psychic because it's like you're, you're drawing from the same place when you're in, Mm -hmm. in that type of energy. So it makes perfect sense that you would have both of those abilities. Yeah, it's really amazing. I, it's true. Like I did not plan this at all I did not plan to be an artist I honestly just sort of started to follow my heart and then it just Mm -hmm. led me to this place and sometimes I look back and I'm like how did this happen like how did I because I didn't go to art school I grew up in a really artistic household my mom was an artist my dad was a musician I grew up doing art with my mom and then listening to my dad play music and then we would play music too with him and I actually, in my early 20s, I I played in a band and I I played in a drumming group in Vancouver when I lived there for a while. I was always more drawn to music and Mm -hmm. writing, actually. I know you had another 
artist on here not too long ago I think her name's Shelby mm-hmm. and she writes poetry and and yeah. I listened to that episode and I was like I've always been doing like different art forms but then actually mm-hmm. the the visual art came a little bit later and that's what has really connected me to spirit and has really helped me with grief and it's a really beautiful thing but yeah Amazing. did not set out to do it <laughs> well and I was gonna ask you what what do you feel like because really what you went through with the loss of both of your parents at a, such a young mm-hmm. age but also I think so close together really mm-hmm. um that's an immense amount of grief that's a profound experience what do you think has helped you through the grief or what has been like, what has that been like for you as far as your healing goes? Yeah, it's been a roller coaster. Grief is so complex and there's no one formula, you know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. I really try and remember that when, cause it's been 16 years from my mom since she's passed and 13 since my dad has passed now, I believe. But sometimes I wake up and it feels like yesterday. It's just such a, it's grief is just such an amazing thing. It's yeah. But for me, I think another passing, I was very young and it was so raw at that time. It just felt like such a shock. I would say just having the support from my friends and my family is what kind of brought me through those really dark days. Mm-hmm. And then going forward throughout my life so far without them it's really has been my outlet so it's been music it's been writing and it's been art art has been I would say my saving grace it's really has changed my life but also I feel like doing this spiritual work doing this intuitive development as well has really helped me with my grief and has really helped me connect with them again in this way that I didn't think was possible they always sort of just lived inside of my head and inside of my heart, which they still do. But now I really can see how I can have a relationship with them. That's more than that, that is more mm-hmm. almost physical, which is really exciting, because they're not obviously here physically anymore. But I know that they're around me. So really? yeah, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. It's important for people to hear because mm-hmm. um, it is so different and it is so yeah. unique to yeah. the individual, but it is something that I feel really does kind of connect us and bond us together because no matter who you are, where you're from, how old you are, like at some point you will mm-hmm. experience loss and, and a grieving like that yeah. is just inevitable. That's part of this physical life. And mm-hmm. so I think oftentimes it can be isolating. People feel yeah, they're grieving that it's sort of like they're in it alone. And it's hard to it's hard to remember that there will come a time when you can think you can think about your loved one. And it's not necessarily going to make you feel like you got a kick in the gut. You're going totally. to think of them and have this feeling that the relationship continues, you know, so I think it's important for people to know that. And I agree, I think too. It is true, like for for people who are wanting to have that relationship with their loved ones in spirit, it makes sense to make that a priority in your life. It doesn't mean that you have to necessarily uh, go on uh, a development journey, but I think those that do, there's a huge benefit to your life just just in knowing the spirit world in a little bit different way, in like a closer mm-hmm. way, developing that friendship. I think it's really, it is really rewarding. 
Yeah, I agree. And just nurturing that relationship like you would if they were here, just doing little things for them or talking to them or this past Halloween, I just light a candle for them and have a, a photo out. And I even made a little bit of food and put it on a plate for them and just sort of include them in your life like they were here. Yeah. And it, it yeah. really does change everything, in yeah. my opinion, like it, it's changed my life. And it's changed just my perspective on losing them, even mm -hmm. just knowing mm -hmm. that they're still around is really beautiful. Yeah, yeah I'm grateful I, for I, that. I think, yeah, it's, it's super healing to have that different outlook, you know, on it. Mm -hmm. um, so tell tell us a little bit about what happened, because I know um, there was some pretty phenomenal sign that you received around Halloween. Somebody in class had told you about a sign that your dad was going to leave you. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, in our class, one of the women in our group, she she and I were paired up and we were just to connect with a loved one for each other and and so anyway my dad came through which he usually does he likes to to pop in so <laughs> <laughs> sometimes not even for my readings but anyway so he came through and told her that he would be leaving me little tiny black feathers and I thought that's perfect because I don't typically see feathers that's not a, usually a part of my my world so I was like that's perfect because then it'll be very obvious yeah. so it was I think two days later I was working and I opened a door um, to a room and there were all these tiny little black feathers all over the room and I thought oh my gosh that's so perfect it could have been from a pillow whatever whatever but it just was yeah. like yeah there it is and then it was maybe a week and a half later on Halloween when I lit the candle and everything. And I was volunteering at this collective shop in Pemberton. I have my art in there. And in the morning, I had asked my dad to send me a little black feather. And as I was closing up that day, sure enough, on the ground, the tiniest black feather I've ever seen. It was just the most special thing I could. I was just laughing. I couldn't believe it. And I brought it home and I put it in front of his picture. And was like, thank you. <laughs> it well, was just so sweet. And when you look at it, like I, I just feel it. Yeah. yeah. Well, little black feathers are not something that I've ever, I don't think I've ever right? seen. Like I've never yeah. seen it. The fact that it was that specific and then you got it once, but then you also yeah. got it again when you asked him for it. Yes. And you're so right when it comes to the feeling, because yeah. a lot of times people will ask for signs and then they really doubt it or they're really kind mm -hmm. of like, oh, I don't know. They really yes. go back and forth about it when they get it. And yeah. I always just say, well, yes, it is possible. It's possible. It could be totally coincidental. Like that is right. a uh, thing. However, if you've asked for it and you mm -hmm. get it and then you have a feeling of like being uplifted, if you have a feeling of an emotional, a bit of emotional reaction in some way, you mm -hmm. you know that that is something that is your soul basically speaking to you. And yeah. you, you can feel it. I always tell people just trust the feeling that you get when you when you do find these signs. Totally. I think that it's a part of the package deal. It's like that you get that little flutter or whatever it is physically mm -hmm. in your body that comes it just you just know. It's phenomenal. So yeah, yeah, it's amazing, amazing to listen to that. And then, okay, so tell us also about your your mom, because you shared yeah. a video that was just like absolutely incredible. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is just the magic that comes with opening your heart and, and sort of like diving into this work. So after our initial reading in November, last November, you had mentioned that my mom was wanting to be here so badly. Like she's, she was wanting to communicate with me and, and was really missing my sister and I, and, and that she was learning how to use her energy to move things and to show us that she's here. And I thought that is so sweet. And that is so like my mom to be kind of frustrated and wanting to communicate with us. Yeah. So anyway, so you you mentioned to me, you said, look out for flickering light, look out for keys moving or things like that book, that kind of thing. And especially when you're doing art, because that's sort of my connection with her and my dad, but particularly my mom, because she was an artist, I definitely feel a big connection with her when I'm creating. I, I put that on my stove, so to speak. I was like, okay, good. Yeah, I'll remember that. So anyway, I was making art one day. It was maybe a couple weeks later. And I was just, yeah, creating at my, my countertop in my kitchen. And this light in our living room starts flickering. And I... I stop and I'm looking at it and it's going for about a minute. And then I decided to get my phone and start recording it because I, I just thought this is amazing. And I started put out my phone and I, I said, I was like, mom, and this light is, it's like a call and response. I was like, mom, is that you? And it flickers. And then I walk towards it and it flickers again. And, and I was like, mom, if that's you blink once. And sure enough, it blinks once. And then I walk towards it and I just I was laughing and I was crying and I just thought this is so this is so amazing I can't believe this is happening but I can like it's just it was just amazing it's surreal when it happens especially (laughs) when it's in the moment and it's it's like an intelligent communication it's not I mean I think it's cool when they say oh yeah I'm gonna flicker your lights and then they do it But like when you're actually knowing that that's mom and you're saying yes. mom is that you and then there's a response. Yeah. I mean, you can't, it's like physical mediumship is happening there. It's like, it's something that not only you can feel, but you can see. And then other people, if they're present, even if they're not mediumistic, they could see it, you know? Exactly. So yeah. that to me is, is amazing. And also just this, this realization that sometimes these things occur in people that maybe they're not developing their own intuition, they're not necessarily learning about the spirit world. And they would think that they're being haunted. Like they would have this experience yes. and would be freaking out and be like, oh my God, I have to sage my house. Right? Yes, I need to cleanse. Oh my gosh, this, I need to protect myself. Yeah. Like, and it's like, yes. but it's, it's the, the be- most beautiful gift. Oh. And I think it is so important just for us to share about these things because for sure sometimes people just don't know and so there's a sense of oh yeah like these types of things are so miraculous and when they happen because you you embraced it and because you knew like what was going on there you were Mm -hmm. able to have this gratitude for it and my feeling is that that's why you'll always continue to have these miraculous experiences is because you are like providing that energy that supports it. Mm. It's kind of phenomenal. Like when you start to notice the miraculous, the uh, miraculous starts to notice you. That's the feeling that I For get. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's honestly just shifting that perspective 
into seeing it as a gift and seeing all of these interactions as yeah such a such a precious thing instead of being fearful of it and I understand the fear because mm-hmm. when I was younger if this had happened in our old house when I was growing up I would have been so freaked out I would have you know because I didn't understand or whatever it may be I would just probably would have been super scared because mm-hmm. I didn't understand it but now that I'm older and I'm a little more trusting in just my own intuition and and that kind of thing I just I look at it as such a gift and something to not be afraid of at all and that's something that I'm also so grateful for is just being able to have this relationship with spirit without that fear Mm -hmm. is it's freeing like I just I I honestly don't know it's just such a strange thing because I remember back when I was younger I was so afraid and now I don't think there's anything that could really scare me right because I know how how amazing spirit is and how it's just love it there's no there's nothing to fear and so it just makes me feel so comforted it's a major yeah it's a major gift and it's such a different way of seeing the world but It's true. I mean, the fear, I get it too, because there's the unknown. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of fear, I think, in people when it comes to not knowing and and not understanding and also not recognizing energy and their own power and their own ability to, to work with that. I think it's, it all kind of comes to you at the right time. And I feel like when it is time for, for someone to develop and kind of look at it, then that's, that's, when spirit will really come to the forefront. So it's the same with me. My physical human life, I required me to be pretty present for that for a a long time, you know, so it wasn't Mm -hmm. until things really shifted that, okay, this was sort of the time in my life where it could be, you know, it could happen and it focused. But I don't think that um, emotionally, maybe I would have been prepared before or ready to take mm-hmm. on everything until a certain point in life. I think it is. It's sort of the right timing, definitely. Yeah, totally. I agree. What do you think has been the most challenging aspect of your development so far? I would say that would be just trusting myself. It hasn't really been so much trusting spirit or anything like that. It's more so, yeah, just trusting my own intuition and trusting that yeah that I can sort of be this messenger or conduit or however you want to say it just yeah just having that confidence I would say and I think that's why this work is such a gift as well is because that's been such a big part of it is building my confidence building my trust in myself building that intuition and if I'm looking back even just a year from when I started doing this work more seriously I can see such a big shift in myself and like how I carry myself in the world and my confidence, but mm-hmm. it's a work in progress. You know, I get it. I get in my mind all the time. Yeah, we um, all, we all do. That's for yeah. sure. Do you think that it's, well, I know the answer to this, but do you think it <laughs> has positively uh, influenced your inspiration or your work professionally with your artistry? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's actually another really cool uh, thing is that I just feel a lot more confident in my work. And I can really notice I'm just a little more sensitive to what I'm creating. uh, And also just if I want to create that thing. So 
like in the past, maybe I would have just like kept creating the same kind of work, even if I didn't necessarily want to. But now I'm just I'm more adept to change. I'm more like, yeah, I'm totally fine with just changing it up or doing something this way or changing something in my business. It's just having that confidence and that intuition to actually invoke those changes. It comes a lot more easily now. That's another really cool thing. But the intuition for sure. And I just yeah, it's it's definitely positively influenced my work, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting to see how whatever we do in our physical life can be mm -hmm. reflected within the spiritual life that we have. And then vice versa, whatever we're doing in that spiritual life does really have an impact on the physical life. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's cool to see that, that connection. And certainly the development, you know, I, I think that our intuitive abilities evolve and change over time, the way that we work, the way that we access energy, the way that we are able to access our own power and, and stay in that power. But so, so does the artistic expression for you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's yeah. cool to see that evolving together. What about the most rewarding? Like, what would you say is the most rewarding thing throughout your development so far? Oh, it's so hard to choose. It's all so beautiful. But I honestly think it's just my connection with my parents, to mm -hmm. be honest, I think that mm -hmm. is just the most meaningful thing because they've been gone for such a long time. And all I want to do is just pick up the phone and call them mm -hmm. so badly. But this is sort of the next best thing for me is just being able to develop this relationship with them as if they were here. It just looks a little bit different. That's it. And yeah, it's just that is the most rewarding thing. And for sure, my confidence and learning about myself and all of that, I think that's really beneficial. But I mean, it's just such a, a treat to be able to have these really beautiful encounters with my parents because I miss them so much. It's just, mm -hmm. it's wonderful. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And do you find that you prefer or you enjoy the mediumship? more than say like using the psychic faculties or does it sort of change and it depends on the it depends on the day or depends on the situation or what are you more drawn to do you think at this time I think I am definitely more drawn to the media as the mediumship aspects of this mm -hmm. development work but lately I've been really into I've been really enjoying sort of the more psychic development as well just because it is more of a challenge mm -hmm. for me because like we were talking about with just like trusting yourself and how that can be challenging. It is like it, I can really get in my own head. And as I'm trying to work psychically or just with inspired speech or whatever, I'm kind of like, oh, this sounds so obvious or do to do. But lately, it's just been really interesting to see how that's progressing as well. Mm -hmm. And just through working on my confidence, I can really see how my psychic abilities are improving. And so that's obviously really exciting for me too. Like, yeah, sweet. But the mediumship feels really, it just feels like scratching an it. I can't mm -hmm. explain it. It's just an addictive feeling. <laughs> I really enjoy well, it, it. It really is. And people like, I don't know, it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't do it, but yeah. <laughs> like people are like, oh, you don't take anything days off. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm -hmm. so then I try to, and then those days off, like, 
yes, I can enjoy. And sometimes like I really do just need like a human date, like for sure. But too many. And it's like, I really, it does feel like something is missing big time. Yeah. It's sort of not, I feel like life isn't as magical without those connections with spirit. Mm -hmm. Of course you can do it for yourself, but I don't know. There's something about the, it's kind of, I guess also it's a bit of an adrenaline thing because Mm -hmm. what I recognize is you, your nervous system gets a little bit used to being under pressure. And then you start to like it. It's almost like at first it's a bit uncomfortable and you're like, oh God, like this is a lot of pressure. And then you get used to it and you almost crave it sometimes. So I I totally get that. But I I love the psychic development too, because I think that it is a pretty good building block also for the mediumship. Like if you have a solid Mm -hmm. psychic foundation, then it it can strengthen also the, the mediumship. Also, it's so interesting because at different points, I I feel drawn to the psychic work or more so the mediumship. It's like in the beginning, I started off really, really comfortable in the psychic and really, really into it. And then once mediumship came in, it was like everything was about spirit and everything was about like, basically, I had this idea that everybody needed to connect with spirit. Like everyone who saw me, basically, their need was going to be mediumship. And now I recognize that, oh, it's just so different for everyone. I would say now it's probably about both. I would say I feel feel drawn to both equally at this point, but who knows that could change. But yeah, it's, it's interesting how that goes. And sometimes too, I think with the psychic work, we do have a bit of fear because the expectation a lot of the time when the average person, like say someone who's not doing this work, they're like a muggle, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> they come and they want a psychic reading. Usually the assumption is that they're really, I mean, they want, maybe they want some insight, but at the end of the day, they really would like you to predict some things um, yeah. and to tell them what's going to happen and what they should do. Like you, that's a lot of the time what people are really looking for. And so I think there can be a bit of fear around that, what we're providing, because that's a ton of pressure. And I think also if we're not, if, you know, we're not comfortable. So for me, it's like, I think the way to approach the psychic reading so that there isn't that pressure and nothing unrealistic is like just basically in your in your expectations or in your little preamble chat with someone letting them know that you'll bring them the guidance you'll bring them some potential for the future Mm -hmm. and certainly if there's something that you get and it it is a prediction for sure you're going to offer it but that you you cannot guarantee that you're going to be able to predict everything that they'd like you to and also that at the end of the day they have to also make their own free will choices too so it's like just taking that off the table is helpful too because then you can kind of be free and just bring what comes through and whatever comes up and the sky's the limit it's it's not that we can't bring prediction but it's just when I think that prediction is expected and when it's very much like the only focus then that's when it can get a little bit a little bit tricky yeah definitely I agree Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about how you know with my artwork there'll be moments where I feel like I'm working psychically. Yeah. And then there'll be moments where I feel like I'm working mediumistically, especially when I'm connecting with my mom or my dad. Mm -hmm. That's when I really feel spirit coming through. But lately, I've been feeling there's this shift into more 
of like the psychic world when I'm working with my artwork, mainly because I'm, I don't know, I'll just be thinking about somebody and to do with my artwork, say, and then mm-hmm. they'll message me. Mm-hmm. Or I'll try and envision the person that's going to buy this art piece and their energy is very similar to what I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll sort of just like think about the person who bought an art piece and maybe I'll write a little poem for them and I'll just think about them and I'll think about what they might like or maybe I'll envision them. So, for example, I, I had um, this couple buy this art piece from me and then I just thought about them on the beach looking for rocks or something mm-hmm. and just sort of envisioned them doing that and then I wrote them a poem about that and I gave it to them and it was really touching for them because it it rang true and I thought that's really neat like I I feel like that was more psychic versus yes, yes. The, so I can get a little bit of both with mm-hmm. my art which feels really nice too because it I feel like I'm developing both of those abilities just by creating art Oh, totally. Which is really neat. Yeah. And just putting words to what you're creating. And then Mm -hmm. that's such a personalized, special, like so precious type gift to give to someone. And so many times I, I admire people who can make things like create them what they see in their mind and put it like make it into something, (laughs) you know, beautiful in, in the real, like in the physical world. And because so much of what we experience is in our mind's eye. And so Mm -hmm. to take what's in your mind's eye and then show it to someone, like, I wish that I could do that because (laughs) there's there's so much, there's so much that I see that I wish I could somehow, I mean, I can express it with words and, you know, all the rest, but to be able to have it something tangible that somebody can look at and sort of get a little inkling into like what's inside of my mind. That's amazing. But I mean, it's, it's true. It's like everybody has their own way. So for me, maybe it is more so through words and, and then other people can paint it or draw it or sing it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, It's so true. It's like finding your own expression pretty much Mm -hmm. just how you can express what's going on in your heart and your mind. And I think that's just so important for everyone to try and find that thing that they can yes. sort of express themselves through yeah. whether it be cooking it could be cooking mm-hmm. it could be it could be anything yeah and simple things but yeah. I really noticed that sometimes people I feel like they think that a spiritual practice has to be something of you know a rigid meditation mm. practice or like just taking a million courses and reading a million books on spirituality and being like a perfect saint or something And I think sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do and some of the most healing things that we can do are so, so simple and Mm -hmm. day-to-day life. Literally going for a walk in nature is one of the most spiritual things, I think. Being of service to someone else, being in a kindness to someone, being somebody that you you can kind of hold space for another person, all of those things I think are so spiritual. Yeah, just finding how your soul wants to express itself. So true. Yeah. Just the little things slowing down, going mm-hmm. out outside, finding a flower that you like, just noticing the beautiful things. It can be, yeah, cleaning your house, like whatever. It can be it can be anything. It's really I, beautiful. I think, yeah, I think too, what I've noticed is that more so than than the things that we think are like typically or conventionally spiritual, mm-hmm. uh, also learning 
how to react differently to triggers, to people that can sort of rub us the wrong way or people that Mm -hmm. can kind of annoy us, situations that can aggravate us. If you can learn in this life how to react differently, how to come to a place of acceptance or a place of like finding some peace in that, I think mm-hmm. that's a that's a huge thing as well. So it may not always be the things that people assume. I agree. Yeah, it's so true. Just yeah, learning more about yourself, how your mind works, your how your ego works, all of that stuff. Even if it's a really small change, it, it can still profoundly change your life and open up your heart even more to the gifts of spirit. Yeah, and affect other people's mm-hmm. lives, lives. And I think sometimes that's a lifetime after lifetime endeavor. So that's why when people, like when I work with students and even clients, when they have some type of breakthrough and they don't even really realize it or they don't might not think it's a big deal, I get super excited because I realize that this could have been a few lifetimes in the making. Like we, yeah. they could have been through all kinds of like difficulty challenge to get to this point where they can say, what? Actually, I've overcome that. Like I now see that differently. My perspective has changed. I don't, I don't actually react in that way anymore. There's a more empowered way of being. And that is, to me, that is super rewarding to see in people. And I think that's really the spirit world rooting us, like cheering us on, definitely Mm -hmm. encouraging because they they want to see us they want to see us thrive and really they want to see us find healing in this life totally it's such a that's the beauty of this work and it's such a relief on your soul when you do reach that point or you overcome something that like you said might have been lifetimes in the making it's like the universe smiles on that so beautiful yeah, it's amazing to see. So mm-hmm. what would you say, where do you find your inspiration? I mean, nature, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm greatly inspired by all things in the natural world. Landscapes. I'm really attached to landscapes. I, yeah, I. it's such an interesting relationship. I, I was trying to figure out how I could explain my relationship to landscapes because it is a little bit abstract, like mm-hmm. my art. <laughs> But I almost had this, when I think about becoming an artist, my timeline, I think about this one moment when I was living in New Zealand and I was on a bus and I looked out and I saw a mountain and I, I just thought to myself, what if, what if my, this might, this is going to sound a little abstract, but what if my parents are somehow that mountain? What if they're the grass? What if they're the, the sky? What if they're the trees? And I just thought, but kind of started my curiosity into maybe my parents could be not just in my mind, but maybe they could be around me. Mm. And it kind of started this affinity for just landscapes, not just for the beauty of it, but just almost like a spiritual connection to it. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I kind of started to just associate all of these beautiful spots around me with like ways I could heal my soul and heal myself and heal this part of me that was missing my parents and then that naturally evolved into me making land abstract landscape art (laughs) and that's sort of the very condensed version of that but it's just it feels like this really profound connection and I'm still working out a way to really truly express that because it does feel very deep and it feels very like almost 
like I can really tap into that a lot mm-hmm. more. But yeah, I'm very inspired by landscapes. I'm very inspired by nature. I during COVID, I really started to notice all of the beauty, all of the plants around me, the forests. I live in Whistler, so we have a lot of inspiration up here. And I'm very grateful that I spent a lot of the the lockdowns up here and walking mm-hmm. around. And then I got curious about, oh, maybe I could make ink or paint out of this plant. And then I started, and then I looked it up. And of course, that's definitely a thing. <laughs> and yeah. I got really intrigued and really almost obsessed with learning as much as I could about natural pigments. And I'm making ink out of avocado pits and out of beets and out of stinging nettle and painting with it and it's just really special it adds like another layer of connection that feels like a very personal practice as well like it's it's just yeah it's all very magical and then sometimes I'll add little bits of bark into my work or I'll use curled up piece of birch bark as a stamp and make cool little patterns or that kind of thing I'm just always looking for ways to incorporate nature into my work more but yeah nature landscapes I love flowers. I'm currently working on sort of a flower series. And yeah, so it's it's basically nature, though. I'm just obsessed. Yeah. I love it. I, I feel also with that connection to the land, connection mm-hmm. to the earth, connection to using like the natural, the natural beauty and the natural kind of resources that we have. It's all the energy that goes into your work. So when somebody is looking at a piece of your work or when they're holding it in their hands, there is a sense that they're going to bring, they're going to be able to feel that energy within it. It's a very Mm. unique kind of thing. I think that's, you know, you've got all this, this talent and all of that, but then you've also bringing your energy to it. So that's, I think, what makes it extra extra special it's yeah it's awesome to really see that so I'm so pleased that we had a chance to chat and I know um, we'll find this interesting all of this you know about your about your artwork and also about the connection with your parents and your development is there a way for people to contact you find you if they're interested in what you offer yeah, for sure. I primarily on Instagram, so you can find my work there. It's just Cassandra Termel Art. That's my handle. And it's the same for my website. It's CassandraTermelArt.com. Yeah, so you can just follow me on Instagram, take a look. I have a website, I do commissions, I have an art shop, and I'm going to start blogging and writing a little bit more about my journey and my process and my connection with spirit and art and all of that really good stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I find it such a joy and a pleasure to connect with you. And I thank you for being a part of my world, my journey. And anytime you're in class, I always feel this like beautiful, mm. beautiful energy and excitement, enthusiasm for the work. And that's just as a, as a teacher, that's something that feels so good to witness that. I'm very, very pleased and super grateful and of all of the progress that you've made. Oh, thank you so much. The feeling is mutual, 100%. Thank you.
My pleasure. That's it for us for this episode. If you all would like to join, there's a Facebook group called The Spirit Room Podcast, and you can uh, send a request and get into that group. I'll share some, I share some details and some stuff there. I'll see if Cassandra even wouldn't mind sharing some of the video of the light flickering. Yeah. Maybe we could put it in there. Sure. For- I think people would love to see it. Yeah, I'm I'm basic planning for the new year. I'll have a new schedule out for February, March coming soon. So you guys can check that out. I've got ongoing development for mentorship, mediumship, intuitive development. All of that stuff is going on. And an in-person daytime intuitive development circle bi-weekly Tuesday mornings in Maple Ridge. I think we have room for one more. If anyone listening just happens to feel inspired definitely reach out you can reach me at melissa white medium at gmail.com but we'll leave you with that thank you cassandra and thank you everyone for being here and we'll talk soon thanks melissa